Sorry ass motherfucker got nothing on me, right? Nothing. We're the stars of this piece of shit! I am Big Kev. Why do they call you Big Kev? I am OG. Oh look, he's got a billion toys. I am PK. I say we stay here and fight it out. OG's not actually racist against many people. There is no racial bigotry here. Here you are all equally worthless. I'm not really angry all the time. This is Kevin destroying the Toy Biz Legends box set. Fucking garbage! Why? Why? You know how I know that you're gay? How? Because you're gay and you can tell who other gay people are? Ah, curse your sudden but inevitable betrayal. I have Amigo Isis action figure. Almighty Isis. Big Kev's Geek Stuff dot. You fuckers think that just because a guy reads comics he can't start some shit? I'll fucking take all you want! You know you make me wanna kick my heels up Come on! Do I know what's awesome? This song? Do I know what's awesome about this song? What? He still plays out as Otis Day in the Nights. Is he not Otis Day in the Nights? No. That's not that guy's real name. <laughs> Who is the, who's the I can't remember the guy. You can look it up. I swear to God. I swear. And OG will back me up on this. Wow. I was, I was, I was angling hard. To have them play my wedding. <laughs> Hard. <laughs> I was like, I'll give up, like, blue M&Ms and, like, other things <laughs> yeah. if I can have Otis Day in the Nights. And it just didn't work out. Didn't work out. Damn. But he is not, his name is not Otis Day. That is, I've learned something tonight. There you go. I didn't know that either. But he's amazing. And he's like, he's got to be 80-something now, and he still plays out as Otis Day in the Nights. Well, you Brilliant. know, those those old timers like to play. I know. Isn't, isn't, uh. Isn't Jerry Lee Lewis playing again? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I just I just heard about that recently. He's, so he sits in front of a piano and no, not true, not true. Such, no, I, I'm going to contradict you. I saw Jerry Lee Lewis. Well, that was several years ago already. I know, I, I think and he was old as shit then. I know it's probably like seven, eight years ago. Yeah. When I saw him, away from being a fossil. Well, that's true. I saw him. Me and and my ex wife sat literally next to the piano. He kept leaning over between songs and talking to my wife. Nice. Which was really funny. But anyway, but he actually, the band comes out and plays, you know, like the rock and roll hits for like, let's call it half hour, 40 minutes. Right. And then Jerry Lee comes out and plays for like 20. Oh, yeah. He, and then he, he does, and he, he does, does the a, four hits, and he's out. Oh, he gone. does a set, and, yeah. and especially now, I don't know how many years ago that was, but... Several. Some, I don't think it was ten. Recently, as he kind of yeah. comes out and does his set and kind of slaps the keys a little bit, and 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 he still and, plays very well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I saw a video of him playing not terribly long. I mean, ago. he's not like the piano on fire, Jerry well, Lee Lewis no, anymore, but, but he's fucking. He's still got it for being a hundred million years old. Yeah. You know, I'm That's not, a I'm contemporary not, of Elvis. Don't take up this there. as yeah. just disparaging the guy no, so much no, as no. he's just up there and. 
No, uh, they're all dead except taking, Jerry Lee, my taking friend. Taking it easy right now. He He's played, taking it they're easy. All right dead so. except exactly. Jerry Lee. Jerry Lee has beaten all uh, of them. What about Kachansky? <laughs> He's oh, dead. Wow. <laughs> anyway, here they're we are. All dead. OG. <laughs> except right. Jerry Lee. <laughs> all right, we are here. This is episode four hundred and fifty-seven. Uh-huh. Not yeah. according to my prep sheet. Yes, I know. I know. I, I made a mistake. That's it. Jump right in that barrel, son. You're spending the night. It, I'm I'm fine being in the barrel. Is it cool in the barrel? Because <laughs> because if it, it is, is uh, it is cool at the mall. You mean so. cool like hip, like happening? Yeah, that's exactly what I mean. Um, we are calling this episode. I'm going to let PK since he came up with the title. So back to the drawing board. <laughs> yeah. So we can actually start off with that episode, uh, that that bit of news, I guess. Um, it is fairly recent as far as when we're recording to this versus when it broke. Yes. Um, so Disney has decided to part ways with the directorial team behind the Han Solo Legacy Solo film. Mm-hmm. Um, Han Solo Solo film is why I threw Legacy in there because it just sounded odd. Um, now, now, Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Now, what I've heard is they are saying they left, and Kathleen Kennedy is saying we let we we've so let them fire them. And yeah. So, Ka- well, Kathleen Kennedy's quote was uh, where where was it? I read it somewhere. Um, here it is. Uh, Phil Lord and Christopher Miller are talented filmmakers who have assembled an incredible cast and crew, but it's become clear that we had different creative visions of the film and we've decided to part ways a new director will be announced soon which is kind of vague does it explain what they are because i know what they are uh well i'm going to read their quote okay their quote was unfortunately our vision and process weren't aligned with our partners on this project we normally aren't fans of the phrase creative differences but for once this cliche is true we are really proud of the amazing and world-class work of our cast and crew Said Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Right. So the person or the persons yeah. that they have the problem with uh-huh. are the Kazdans. Oh, really? Senior and junior. I, that would make sense. Okay. Because they, I mean, arguably other than, let's say, George Lucas. Right. Who knows the character of Han Solo better than Lawrence Kasdan? Lawrence Kasdan. I feel you. And his son, I think his son's name is Joe. Okay. Is they are the ones who wrote John. the John. Yep. They wrote the script. Right. Right? So Lord and Miller really want to make this into a comedy. And Lawrence, I believe Lawrence Kasdan has been quoted. I don't think he's in the prep sheet as such, but I think you can look it up as pretty much saying they just don't understand this character. Yeah. He's not funny. There, there is humor a, to be found yeah. in how he operates. Correct, but you you can't force that. Yeah, he's not. A, he's a it's, scumbag. He, he is not a. He is <laughs> no. not a comedic character. Correct. No. Funny things happen with him, and right. and there are there are funny things as part of his delivery. Yeah, uh, but he's he is like, not to be handled I, like a comedic character. I think the funniest line he's ever delivered was when he takes Chewie's bowcaster. In the Force Awakens, wow! But you know, but, yeah, yeah. But, like, but you can pick, but you can no, pick know, a whole but, bunch. But no, but, but, but my point was like, but it's, overall, he is he. I like the, the comedy. Yeah, like, the comedy yeah. comes from his incredulity right. at, at how much of a, of a of a literal scoundrel he is. Right. I mean, look at Force Awakens, where it, like 
and I, people disagree with me, but Harrison Ford brought Han Solo back like, like it was nothing. Oh, like Correct. nothing. It missed. was beautiful. And I, that one yeah. exchange where he's like, you know, I'll, I'll talk myself out of this one, and Chewie mutters something. Yes, I do every, every time. time. Yeah. yeah, and that's that's hilarious. Right, but it's not. It's not, not funny. intended to, yeah. to be and as funny as it is. It, it boils yeah. down to the the it's, character himself. If so you, if you give that, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was going to say if you if you use that filter and filter all of his lines throughout them, because what's like his funniest lines? Laugh it up, fuzzball. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. that's hysterical. In there, I don't care what you smell, and he kicks him in the butt again. Not played for comedy. No. The, you know, like it just it just works that way yeah. with with what with what Ford brought to the character, and and just the 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 actions of the character yeah. itself, yeah. covering up three PO's mouth, yeah. Even, yeah. even though he's a droid, yep. you know, like stuff like that. I'm pretty sure fans of the show will recall that we talked about this very thing when they announced these two. Now I have no problem Correct. with Ford and Miller at all. Oh yeah, no, no not I, at all. I, how I, could you? I like if them. You've seen the Lego the movie. The Lego movie how could is you? brilliant. But I remember having this conversation when they announced them yeah. and our concern was, well that's an odd choice for Han Solo. But maybe they see something in him that we don't and maybe right. there's they they want to explore something else. And I was willing to give them the benefit of the doubt because I thought that the Lego movie was so it was. was handled so well. Right. It was heartfelt. It was funny. It hit on all the emotions right. that you had to hit on. But I remember having this conversation. And if that's the case, then perhaps the parting was good. Yep. The, my concern is that this has been in production since, like, February. Well, well. well the, yeah, there, and I shared some late. In the midst of principle right now. I, yeah. I shared late breaking news yeah. with PK. Which is that speculative the, the, breaking news? The, well, it yeah. well it's it's on the regular media. Yeah. So unless it's fake news, it's totally fake news, entirely possible that Ron Howard uh-huh. is now all but in the chair for this movie. Oh, that'd be interesting. Yeah. Uh, Has Ron Ron Howard's always wanted to do Star Wars, hasn't he? I don't know. He did Willow. No, I know, but I, I, I thought that I thought somewhere along the line someone interviewed Ron Howard. Maybe it was when the prequels were coming out. Oh, maybe. And 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 there was the rumor that he was going to let other people direct. Yeah. And Steven said no, and he's like, "Fuck it, I'm Fuck doing it, I'm them all." Doing, yeah. So, um, our our friend of the show had a had a pretty funny uh, status he posted on his Facebook page. Which friend today. is that? Mark uh, Newbold. Mark Newbold from Jedi News. Jedi News. UK. Dot co. UK. Isn't it? Is that what it is? I don't know. I believe so. It's Jedi News UK. Why, why is the can't site, they just but... have like? Why can't they just be like dot com? Why can't? <laughs> why can't? Why do they have to have like dot this? Dot that. Because they're in the UK. It's ridiculous. So uh, he he put as a as his status on his on his uh, page here. Uh, JJ had to be persuaded to make TFA Force Awakens. Uh, massive reshoots on Rogue One. Trank was binned. Lord and Miller fired. Fans want Trevorrow out, which I I kind of agree with a little eh. bit. Um, uh, turns out making Star Wars films is not so easy after all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's true. Yeah, it's true. of course it's true. Yeah, it, it is the most beloved property on planet Earth. There, even <laughs> George Lucas <laughs> couldn't make a Star Wars the, film after the a while. The All Father <laughs> of Star Wars couldn't get it right. Oh my god! The uh, All in, in prequel time. You just come on. He, sorry. You know he. Uh, <laughs> right. You know, there's that other the meme going around of him with the sunglasses on, yeah. and it says, <laughs> "Miss me yet, motherfuckers?" And I thought, and OG backed me up in this. Yeah, yeah, no. No, no, I don't no, miss you. Because we, no. we, we saw no. Attack of the Clones, sir. Like, we, we don't miss you. I will I will never, ever say that he's not a genius. And I will nope. never, ever be rude or disrespectful to him for what he created. Correct. However, 
There was a line, <laughs> and 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 after after <laughs> after he after he cashed the giant check with the Mickey ears on it, he became just kind of a bitter dickhead. Yeah, m- mostly. It's yes. a little. Yeah, it's a little much he's now. A little right? pissy about it sometimes. Like you sold it, and you got a really big fucking check, and you didn't want the property anymore anyway. Really, so yeah. yeah so it's no fine. one forced you, you to sell you've it. You've washed your hands of right. it. Right. Then so let it be. You know, don't don't hey, be a dick about but, it. But he's and like everybody being, else now. He's entitled to his opinion, and that's fine. Hey, <laughs> absolutely. But I'm just saying. No, I don't miss George Lucas directing Star Wars films. And speaking that's of uh, and speaking of Star Wars news, yeah, Carrie Fisher. Yeah, that's so sad. It, it it is sad, and I don't I don't want to I don't want to spend an exorbitant. No, I don't want to dwell on it, on it but either. But I think it's important. I, I you know, know me and me and me and PK had um, a very similar reaction to it. I, I don't know what your reaction was. I I happen to see I happen to see you comment on somebody else's status on your page. Yeah. So the way Facebook works is uh, right, right. I could see. If you comment on yeah, something, it's when weird. When I get vicious in political threads, yeah. I forget that that you know some folks can see that. Can see that, yeah. <laughs> so little side window. Someone that he knows posted the information. I commented on it because I could see his comment. But right. my my reaction was, did we really need to to know? Like did, yeah, that, well, that was you, my take you on it. Like, well, yeah, why you knew there was no way that that autopsy was going to remain sealed. No, I know, but and I think it's not a question of whether we needed to know or not. No, the clear answer is we didn't need to know. We didn't need to However, know. However, there was no way you weren't going. Okay, to right. know. so that, that's the question boils down for me to tone, and and the 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 tone of of most of the releases about this took a very judgmental tone. Exactly, and and took took a tone that that kind of pissed on her and her legacy a little bit and i don't think and i that's where i and look that's where i get upset yes she was known to embrace her problems and yes she was never one to shy away from it she's talked about it in books in her one woman show in every but interview but now she's this, ever done the cause is out exactly and being discussed uh, uh, uh about it uh, uh, being discussed by yeah. these sources not in her words right. anymore so uh, and 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 not with her blessing and not not with her approach to it. So it's I, I it, it's really unnerving the the judgy sort of tone that yeah. came out of it in 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 the stories themselves. Uh, never mind. Comment threads are a cesspool to begin with. Right. Twitter is a cesspool to begin with, no matter what. Um, so it's expected that there'll be shitty comments and that stuff. But the actual articles had this really kind of yeah tone that was not in the spirit of of how we should be thinking about Carrie and how we should be celebrating uh, her. Uh, legacy yeah. as, uh, as yeah. what and she's given us and it's too bad that this happened and it's sad that she had these <clears throat> issues and that they ultimately did her in and that's kind of it is the final word it is that all said i mean if i got if if i'm going out yeah i'm going out on my terms you know yeah. and uh if i, if, I mean if, yeah. if that involves uh you know an eight ball and uh <laughs> uh and for all the other drugs in the world. For you, I, PK, it, it, well, all, all, go it, for it. all it means for PK is he licks the spigot at the at the uh, <laughs> apparently at the burn. Apparently, <laughs> 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 valuable lessons learned. Don't make, don't lick the toad and don't lick the spigot. Uh, advice to you both: don't make me laugh too hard. Cause yeah. I, I mean, we're still we're still on shaky ground. Maybe I, I don't still have the ex- receipt for that chair. You don't want to have to replace have it. Explosion right? in the captain's chair here, All right? Commander, easy. It would be the captain's chair. Captain, <laughs> captain, uh, really tight pants. Um, you, captain, squish pants. Oh, shiny uh, in a whole new way. Oh, um, oh, you, oh. 
you you kind of referred very quickly to Lucas as uh, the All Father, and I don't want to do spoilers because I don't know who's watching who hasn't. But I have either of you are either yes, of you caught yes, up on American yes, Gods? Yes. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, but we've watched the finale. Talk, talk about it; it's fine. Oh my finale god, finale was outstanding. Yeah, I've heard. Uh, I mean, I, I, I won't I won't get into it. I won't get into it because uh, there, no, there's some. You're not going to spoil it. They kind of silver platter the big reveal yeah. uh, throughout the the whole show anyway. But I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna let it I'm gonna let that hit the the audience that well, went okay. uh, but see when so it hit you. I. I because the, the delivery of of the the reveal uh, is, is fantastic. When wonderful. was the season finale? It aired Sunday. Yeah. Okay. Only so eight, only eight episodes. Yeah. Yeah. So next week. So I um what I'm going to say in regards to that was wait no no it's it's done now right that oh was no no the it, it aired last it aired on Sunday yeah, I know oh, oh so to give the one week yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. um all I'm, go. all I'm going to say is um spoiler window on your point gotcha. that yes they sort of delivered it to you all the way through on a silver right. platter but I kind of took that revelation as less of a revelation for the audience and more as a character development yes. for yes. Shadow. That's a it's a big uh, a big sledgehammer yeah, to, uh, to him to, to, to um, Shadow. But Ian McShane in this episode was was brilliant. God, the I only per- the only person that was better than him in this episode, and might this might just be my opinion, but Kristen Chenoweth. She was was amazing, spectacular as Easter. Amazing, mm-hmm. Ama- I mean, she overshadowed. Everybody else that was on the screen with her, which at the time was Ian McShane, uh, Crispin Glover, Gillian Anderson, the kid that's playing Technical Boy, who's really good as well. Very good. I, I want to f- strangle him every time I see his yep, face, but that's what you want to do. Yeah. That's what you want to do. So, I mean, she shines. Kristen Chenoweth, uh, and it, and it's very, like, when we were first introduced to her, it's very easy for her. It's it's very easy for her to be Kristen Chenoweth, which is very cute and yes. bubbly and sweet. But she takes a turn. <sighs> And and her portrayal of that turn is gold. Oh, it's so good. Steals she steals it. She steals yeah. the fucking episode. Absolutely, so good. Absolutely. So uh, yeah, American Gods was picked up for a second season. So we will get more uh, um, next and week. I, I, I'm I think I'm unique amongst the three of us. And I I, I am 100 percent blind. Yes. In this, I've never read the oh, book. Oh, you've never read the book. I know nothing about American Gods other than what I'm watching on the screen, and it's Hold glorious. On. It's, glorious. it's fucking on. glorious. To, to Hold on, have no idea. I know who you're married. I don't to. think she's read it either, right? She didn't she say she missed it. it also? Thought she read it, and but as she... the show was going on, she's like, I don't remember any, any of this, of this yeah. shit. So she's reading it now. Wow. Yeah. Um, so my... I will. I will take it on because I've never been a big Gaiman fan to begin with. Um, and I'm I'm discovering him now that I'm older. I guess wisdom I'm, has has made me a little bit more receptive right, to his sure. writing because yeah. I, I hated Sandman when I was younger. I tried to read that in, in what the S- '90s. Sandman is a lot to and digest. I it's heavy. I hated it. You got to read prose. I was gonna say I would not gauge um, Gaiman solely on Sandman. Right. I would. And actually, if you but, really wanted to read a comic written by Gaiman that I I feel is probably a quicker hit but stronger written is read Death the High Cost of Living. Yeah. Okay. That's a good one. Just, um, but I, I'm appreciating Sandman more. If you haven't read Sandman, though. I've been reading my wife's uh, Absolute Editions, uh-huh. and I'm like, okay, I, okay. I, I kind of get this now. I'm a little yeah. more open to this. Uh, but I, I love being blind on Does American Gods. Does she have Gods. the annotated ones or the regular ones? For Sandman? Yeah. Uh, we, uh, she has the uh, the Absolute Edition. The, the Absolutes. Like, the, like, like those this, are the, yeah, the biggest oh, okay. Glorious. I have the annotated spa, uh, editions, books. and you, if you think you learned a lot by reading yeah. it now, read the annotated editions Jesus. if you ever get a chance. Um. 
I have a great story about PK's wife that I'm not going to tell now because we're moving away from right. this topic. Um, I Having didn't, to do with Neil Gaiman. I didn't put it on. I think the, I might know uh, the story, you know actually. The story. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I didn't put it on the prep sheet. It was, but, in fairness, it was before you. It, yes. it was. Uh, very, uh, but I knew about it. Uh, but very quickly, um, this popped up on one or two websites this past week. And it was kind of like, um, I guess Pablo Schreiber. Schreiber. How, how are we pronouncing that last name? Schreiber. 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 Go on. Uh, anyway, <laughs> he, he had expressed interest. PK, you read the story as well. He had yes. expressed interest, correct, in playing Wolverine? Is I, I, that what I that think was? it stems from an interview. Where, an interview where, where someone asked him. Where somebody just kind of threw it out there, yeah. and he was all, I, I would love that. Are you right. kidding me? So so my take on that mm. is is that uh, no. Yeah, no. But, however, that being said. I don't know who this guy is. I gotta look yes, you do. He's porn stash. He's porn from Orange is the New Black. Black. He's oh. Mad Sweeney. And Mad Sweeney. <laughs> uh, really? How, however. In a, in a different world that did not have Hugh Jackman so fresh in everybody's head. Yeah. I, I could buy him as Wolverine. However. But it's too soon on that front. Yes. But I'm with you on so, where, where he, I would like to see him don, don Claus. So Ultimate Wolverine has um, a son. Whose name is now I'm drawing a blank on. Uh, uh, Jimmy Duggan. J- Jimmy. No, not no, Jimmy not Duggan. Jimmy Rhodes. Hacksaw Jimmy Duggan. Jimmy. He walks around with a fucking two uh, by wh- four. Whatever it is. But oh. I, I'm, I'm drawing a complete blank on uh, it right now. No, we're in Hudson, North Jersey. Jimmy Hudson. That, no, thank you. We're in North Jersey. It's Sprinkle. Yeah. Um, he is. Uh, Jimmy Duggan. He, he's playing a, a, a pretty big role right now <laughs> in, in X-Men he's Gold. X-Men Blue. Uh, go, uh, Gold. Blue. He's in Blue. Blue. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Kitty Gold. Pride. Right. Yeah. Um, so. No, it's gold. Isn't it the one with the Sentinels? That's gold. Gold is with the Sentinels. He, I swear he just showed up in blue. I don't know. Wh- whatever it is, whichever book it is. Because gold, Gambit's in the gold yeah. books dealing with the whole nano thing uh, and the nano Sentinel and all that. Right, but, 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 but so Miss, di- Miss, Miss, Miss Sinister is also in that book and she's chasing... She's chasing Wolverine boy, young Wolvie, James, whatever his face. She's after him in that book. She's trying to steal him back from the team, from Jean Grey. Mm. I'm pretty positive it's gold. I'm trying to remember where. What is the point of it? Anyway, the point is I could see Pablo Schreiber playing him. If they wanted to introduce a character that was like Wolverine without being Wolverine, that was not X-23, 25 years in the future... He could be a he could play that role. I could see him. He looks like him. And after the performance that he's been doing on on uh, on uh, American Gods and and all of his roles, I mean, I've, I like him in general. Um, right. He's amazing. He's great. I could he's see a, him. He's a terrific role. performer. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's move on. James Gunn um, is now um, going to be doing a much larger role in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Really, to no one's surprise, and and this should go to him. He's sort of becoming the, the cosmic universe. Yeah, what, sir. Yes. No, no, no I, he is in blue. He's in blue. I thought he was in gold. Nope, he's in blue because uh, blue number four is uh, that cover with the oh, okay. with the claw in there. And uh, I haven't read uh, issue five yet. Um. So. Um, uh, he is now in charge or overseeing, not in charge, but he's overseeing the Marvel cosmic universe Correct. as part of, as a, as a part of the Marvel cinematic universe. Um, it makes sense. I don't think that's a shock to anybody. Nah. You know, he's, he's he, outside of the Thor films. He's certainly the one that is shaping that corner of the universe. Right. Correct. Um, and, and so he deserves, I think he deserves that spot. Sure. He and, does. uh, he seems like an amenable guy, good guy to work with. Why I, not? I get nervous about, you know, am- amenable guys and, uh, and being the people that are overseeing 
the bigger picture because that's how we lost Joss. <laughs> no, yes, but but uh, yeah, but I don't know. I, I think. I think because he's yeah, but we still sort of have Joss though. Mm. We never really lo- he's sort of sort of in the background still, isn't he? He no. still I, he just gets the producer he's, credits, but he's not actually doing he's it much. Warner now, yeah. I know he's Warner now, but um, but uh, anyway, I'm okay with this. This this doesn't shock me. I think that Gunn is really kind of the one that's developing that portion of the universe. So um, that's not that big of news. Uh, do you want to talk about the Hellboy thing? It's a yeah, very, it it's was, a quick one. Too it was hit. just a little uh, thing. Uh, Pat Oswald, who is a super Hellboy fan like myself, uh, he managed to get uh, the two actors, Ron Perlman and um, uh, what David Harbour, who's the new one, Harbour, Stranger Things from Stranger Things, uh, together for dinner to kind of do a little passing of the torch thing. Apparently, it went very well. Uh, Ron Perlman had this to say. Uh, not since Bill Clinton, Menachem Begwin, and Anwar Sadat has there been such an epic summit yielding such little results. <laughs> That's what Ron Perlman said. Apparently, Patton Oswald, also known as Bavelini Boy, thought it was a good idea to host David Harbour and yours truly uh, for a detente dinner. The result, I gained three pounds and ruined my liver. Meanwhile, good luck, kid. Signed, <laughs> the babe. There. So, And then uh, Harbor had a quote as well. He said, uh, Patton brokered a piece. It was incredible. Harbor told Yahoo about their dinner. I had reached out to Ron because I'm a big fan of his. He re- he's a really sweet guy, and we wanted to just talk shop. And I just thought Patton Oswald would be the perfect chaperone in case Ron and I started to make out or we started dancing too close or if we started getting into a fist fight. So look, I like David Harbor. I'm still a bit, I'm still a bit, you know, sour on how this went. Not on David Harbor, no, but on it's on, on the Muppet, on, on the Muppet. Yeah, it's all, it's all on that. Background. All yeah. on Magnolia. You can't fault the cast. You exactly. Can't fault, even the the director, you know, behind this one. It's, yeah. it's it just boils down to how that all p- played out. <clears throat> to nobody's shock, Fox canceled Twenty Four Legacy. Moving on. <laughs> Uh, next, the director of uh, the upcoming Mary Poppins Returns sort of reveals why Julie Andrews will not appear in the film because she's eighty. Yeah, and it's not really the director revealed that it. it was really a quote from Julie Andrews. Um, oh no, no, I'm sorry, it was it was from the director. Uh, Julie was incredibly gracious, and we talked about it in a very general way, but she made it clear right uh, up front. She said, this is Emily's show, and I really want it to be Emily's show. I don't want it to be, oh, here comes that Mary Poppins. I don't want that. I really want her to take this and run with it because she will be brilliant. Yep. That's a that's a very classy Julie Andrews Is she Dame Julie hang. Andrews She yet? is Dame Julie she, Andrews. Yep. Yeah, she is, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. She is. No, she is Dame <laughs> Julie Andrews. There you go. Uh, Nathan Fillion, <laughs> Tony Hale... Um, and others are joining a huh. series of unfortunate events season two. That's a heck of a, a lot of them too on on Netflix. You see the rest of those names? Yeah, I did. Sarah Rue, Lucy Punch, Roger Bart. I love Roger. Yeah, that, that show is loaded. Yeah. yeah, with faces. Did either of you watch season one? Nope. I really, really wanted to. Just reading through like this article and, and, and the yeah. other ones, and seeing people who, who have been in season one and popped up. It's it's amazing. I, it's because MPH got it. dirt on everybody, right? Yeah, I like the books, um, and I love Neil Patrick Harris. This is definitely on my list of to watch. Um, I just there's I, so much. I know man. I haven't even watched Kimmy Schmidt yet. Season three has I know. been out for like two months. I, know. I haven't, I haven't watched seen it. it. Yeah. I just finished Orange is the New Black. Yeah, 
And uh, I, I watched. I wanted to turn you guys on to this as well. Slightly off topic of the show. I watched the that documentary mm-hmm. on Netflix called The Keepers. Which one's that one? That's the one about the nun getting murdered oh, in the 70s. Yeah. Oh, wow. Holy That's some heavy-duty shit, apparently. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard things about that one. Holy crap. Yeah. How, what the fuck is wrong with the Catholic Church? Well, you know. Damn. Things. 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 We should do a whole show just on Catholic Church. All right. Um, we're going to do this next one, right? Because we have something else for the, for the closer. <laughs> This, yeah. is, this is a big yeah, one. Yeah. We have to talk about this one. Oh, yeah. Uh, Adam West. Uh, set to star no, in a... Oh, no, no, oh. no. Adam West has passed away at the ripe old age of 88. Yeah. Um, Did any of you... I, have, I know... I have I, thoughts about this. I asked P- <laughs> Okay. What thoughts? He's dead. There's no thoughts. I, I, I have thoughts. PK, do you, do I don't. He's not dead. I think I asked PK. Oh, gee, did you see the documentary on him that was done about two or three years I ago? I did not. No. Man, I wonder if that's on you Netflix. And your documentaries. I, all right. Be, we don't want to look, learn anything. What's wrong with documentaries? I'll be honest you're getting with you. smarter. I, I feel all I have. I feel that we should be blessed that we had him until '88. Correct. Because oh, yeah. I met him eighteen years ago. Yeah. 17 years ago, we were at a convention. For the first time? For the first time. It was the first time I met him. Okay. Um, we were at a convention in Secaucus. It was at that time called the Super Mega Show. And Adam West was the big get that oh, day. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And we were like number two or three in line to meet Adam West that day. And Adam West came down two hours late <laughs> with a f- martini in his hand. And, the, uh, and like his, you his shirt. Was misbuttoned oh, by no. two buttons and that <laughs> and that douchey manager and he I, PK when I tell you he stumbled into the room. It, was he, he was he fucking with everybody? No, I don't think Where so. The odds he was maybe, fucking with everybody. Maybe, but well, if he was fucking with everybody, if it's eighteen kudos. years ago, it precedes him on Family Guy. It does. So, so he might have been in a rough was, patch. Yeah, before he was kind of, hey, I'm Adam West and I'm back and everything's cool, baby. Mm, yeah. I don't. Uh, this was before that. He, he yeah, Is right. It, though, Family Guy's a long time now. No, from from eight, that first run, eighteen years. No, actually, isn't that the show that you got him to sign your no, Mayor uh-uh, West figure? No, uh-uh. that, that was a different was, show. That was definitely, that was definitely Big Apple Con. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, because mine was the first one he had ever I, seen. I remember that. Yeah, I think he wrote something to that effect on that. Too. But uh, yes, so we lost, we lost, uh, we lost Batman. I, well, I, we didn't I lose thoughts. him. What are your thoughts? We My thoughts are, is. I'm wondering if the curse might have shifted. Because <laughs> I was listening to uh, no. the previous episode uh-huh. uh, today, and you guys talking all about Adam West. There's an Adam West idea, and I'm like, oh, they're tipping the hat to Adam West. And then I thought for a second, I'm like, wait a minute, this episode went to air before the weekend that I was away yeah. at uh, at the burn. So, did you guys happen to bring my no, turntable? No, you know what? Into the, all, into the studio here, I can, or what? I can debunk this. Mike Mignola is still alive. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Casada is still alive. Uh, we need to be careful because the curse might be transferring. That's what we were going to worry maybe, about. Maybe it's saying. maybe it's people we talk fondly about and not hatefully about. Yeah, that could need be. to be concerned. Big Kev's doomsday <laughs> stuff. Doom, doom stuff. Ay, ay, ay. So yes, Adam West, very sad. 
Very sad indeed. I heard Family Guy did a little bit of a hats off to him, although I haven't watched Family Guy in several years now. So My favorite hats off was out in L.A., though, when they, uh, oh, they threw the, bat the, signal. the classic 1966 yeah. bat, bat signal onto the building and, and a massive crowd gathered underneath to, ch- to cheer it on. I thought yeah. that was That was awesome. amazing. Did you watch some awesome. of that? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Oh, that was really it was, great. It was, it was cute. Um, Chris Evans has agreed to Avengers 4 um, because his contract should have theoretically wrapped with 3. Because he says it's going to wrap everything up. I had six films with Mar- uh, in my Marvel contract. So I could have said after the third Avengers, I was done. But they wanted to make the third and fourth Avengers film as a two-parter, he said. They said they had so many other characters to fit in. Guardians of the Galaxy, Black Panther, Captain Marvel, Doctor Strange, Ant-Man. And couldn't get them all into one movie. Um, he added that he agreed to the two-film arc because it made sense. It's going to wrap everything up. Okay, so so this is either there's a lot of things at play here. This is either Chris Evans' first foray yeah. at getting a new contract, mm-hmm. or Sebastian Stan, as we suspected, right. will take over after well, the fourth and, movie. And Evans, I mean, Evans has other irons in the fire. He want he de- desperately wants to direct. He desperately wants to do some more independent stuff and all that. So maybe maybe he he and that's stuff that he was looking to do right. prior to. Signing on for for further than he he initially did. He just wants to this be able is, to keep a beard year well, round. This, <laughs> right. This is what I think. I I think that he goes out in four. I think Sebastian Stan slides into the cap role right for a film, maybe two film films. But M- we yeah maybe I mean he's got a or or however many more fucking but contract. We 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 it's like nine or twelve yeah, something yeah, like yeah. something he, ridiculous. Yeah, he had like twelve ridiculous. or thirteen to start, and I think he's oh, only right. done three of those. Right. Well, one, he's got uh, one, two, technically three or four. Okay, and, I, and where where did that contract take? Like, did they sign him on for twelve f- at, back at first Avengers? Yeah, time? I don't know. I don't know. Yes. you know. So yes, so, yeah. Did they know that that was where that was going to go? So I think they definitely signed him for the multi picture deal when with the first, first Avengers because right. I think they knew Chris only had five or six in him at the time. Right, but. Uh, my point is picking up Sebastian Stan on the cheap. Yeah, my point is Chris Evans can slide out, do a bunch of stuff, and he could come back at any point in time as Steve Rogers. Yep. It's not like it would be unheard of in the Marvel world. And and Cap- and that could be really Captain interesting. Rogers, yeah. So. But that could be really interesting. And it would let Chris Evans kind of have fun and work on his other projects, but yep. the door would, I can't imagine the door would not always be open to him to return if they want. I, I think to. it's, so. it's a very amiable, yeah. Uh, uh, space leave. And he, and he's given, he's given a lot. He's generated a lot, lot of money of money for Marvel and yeah. Disney. I think they will be uh, more than amiable with them. Do, to, don't uh, you return. think though, don't you think though, at some, <laughs> at some point he just wishes he was Robert Downey Jr. Who just literally is now going to just pop Iron Man and then just do public appearances right. like for the rest of his life. And I don't mean in a convention like I'm signing autographs yeah. way. I mean, like, he just shows up on a talk show. He could easily, if, like, the match game was a he, thing. He lives he with Tony be, Stark. Yeah. He could be Charles Nelson Riley or or, or Paul Lind. Uh, well, but yeah. not gay. Uh, in either case. He, he did that incredible thing for that, that kid with the prosthetic. Yeah. 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 And now he's, do, he's doing some other Omaze thing. Yeah. And he's got some other thing going. I mean, and, and poor Chris Evans. 
he makes bets with Chris Pratt over football games (laughs) and has to go make appearances at kids' hospitals, which I know they both love doing. But, like, you know, it's not like, hey, 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 everybody, it's the coolest guy in the room, Chris Pratt. I mean, uh, not to to, Chris Evans. Chris Chris Evans could do that if he chose to. Yeah, I think so. I just don't think that's his character. I think think Downey Jr. It's not not him as as an individual. Downey Jr. is is happy to go fuck around and and, and mess with people and have a great time. Well, because I think Downey Jr. looks back, you know, he like he looks back at the looking glass and he's like, if I had just gone to the right at one point, yep. I'm Charlie Sheen. So <laughs> yeah, I stayed I stayed to the left. The, the man, <laughs> all, that's all his wife. I'm, I'm, yeah, who, is whoever it is credited to. It's, it's kind of weird to use the term borrowed time, but Downey Jr. is is kind of playing with house money because there were several times that guy. Yeah. Yeah, very you likely could have killed himself in the eighties. Up at someone else's house. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, where am I? That's what I mean. He was—he literally was at a fork in the road. He was one step away from Charlie Sheen. Yeah. I mean, he was. They the, were. That was it. The fork was in his arm. Well, the, <laughs> I, look, but you know, it's funny if if you think back on it. I wonder if the Marvel Cinematic Universe had kicked off with First Avenger as opposed to Iron Man, if it would still be where it is today. I don't know if it because first, I think First Avenger was able to be what it was. Because of the bombastic nature of that first Iron Man film. And they needed something that big, that, not big, that exciting. I think it was. To kick it off. I think, I think early on in production of the first Iron Man movie, they knew they had something. Yeah, I I don't doubt it. And I think that was the point where Fahey was like, okay, we might be able to build something here. Right. Let's start looking in, at indulge this. Me, let's start looking indulge at me this. with this little this little thing at the end of the movie. I'm going to talk to Sam Jackson. Yeah. Just indulge me in that. It may amount to nothing, but let's just see. Let's, let's just see. see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. People stuck uh-huh. around. The people that stuck around said, holy shit. Go back and see this awesome movie and stick around this time. Right. right. And, then, and then all of a sudden, the fucking buzz starts, and here we are, and here with, we are. with history made. Um, but yeah, I, I I don't I don't know that that was intended to be quite the universe that it's become, and uh, I think that was one of those little dice rolls. Like, indulge me this little. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna try something with the post credits. Let's just see what happens. So, so good on them. All right, let's talk about the Spider-Man uh, universe very quickly. Um, yeah, I'm looking at that timestamp, and I thought it was a lot longer than it is. So we got plenty of time. We got we're good. We're good. I mean, um, we're at 37. Yeah, so yeah. we can do Spider Man and then take a break. Oh, okay. we have. I want to go out on one of the voicemails too. So let's do Spider Man a voicemail and then take a break. Okay. Um. So Spider Man, a couple of big things oh, that came big. uh since, that that have happened since last week. There was an interview <laughs> with Kevin Feige, um, and Amy Pascal. Uh, Amy Pascal is sort of the Kevin Feige of the Sony verse. Right? Isn't she? Basically, she's a Sony yeah. suit. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, but she's the one that was sort of going to be overlooking Homecoming and this Sony cinematic universe that they were developing with Marvel characters. This is the story of the week. And, <laughs> and in, in this, our genre, in my in this, opinion. Yeah. And in this interview, it came up, you know, the Venom movie and the uh, Black and Silver, which is the Black Cat Silver Sable movie that's right. being developed, and their relation to the MCU and and I and whatnot. And she just, she just was she like, was falls to the wall. Out said, with it. Of course, yeah. Of course, they're part of the same universe. <laughs> How would they not be? Yeah, exactly. And Kevin Fahey, and this is the way I heard it. Kevin Fahey 
made such a face as to have everybody go. It's like it's almost like she farted. Right. <laughs> it's like so the the exact quote was like, you, but not the but not the not the the smell but like the sound like the reaction you have to the sound before the smell even hits yeah. you. Like a lady just ripped one. <laughs> He said, well, those movies will take place in the uh, in the world that we're now creating for Peter Parker. They'll be adjuncts to it. They may be different locations, but it will still all be in the same world and they will be connected to each other as well. Now, if you remember Kevin Fahey a couple weeks back, his exact quote was, for now, there is no plan for Venom in the MCU. <laughs> it's a Sony project. Now, you can interpret. You can interpret Kevin Fahey for saying there are no plans right now for Venom in the MCU to him being a bit wishy-washy about it, right? I, what I suspect is that Kevin Fahey was trying to keep his distance in case Venom was a shit stinker. Yep. And he's like, Mom, yep. we not- don't want that to be the first. <laughs> Hashtag not my universe. Right, exactly. <laughs> I meant you. So, uh, but, so I think what happened was... I think Sony caught wind, funny enough, um, of of the reaction. And oh, of, oh yeah, uh, and, and, oh yeah, and it's been huge, and it's mm-hmm. been huge, and and it started as a slow rumble. Like a lot of people didn't realize it at first. People weren't that people on the fringes weren't in tune enough to realize that this <clears throat> meant that Peter Parker, Tom Holland was not going to be interacting with Venom. Right, right. They just assumed because you know. Um, and then as it started to build momentum because and more logic. people started talking about it, I think Sony caught wind of it. And they were like, nope, no, uh, uh, adjuncts, Ad- adjuncts. No, of course, same universe. Co- co- of course. Why wouldn't they? can Venom ass fighter, man. Yeah, yeah think, think, think New York, Chicago. Just different locations, but same universe. So so uh, will uh, will Spider-Man interact with, uh, with Venom and be part of the MCU? Oh, yes, of course. Absolutely. absolutely. Kevin, don't you agree? <laughs> Shut up! Shut the fuck! You're right to take. <laughs> he, no, she I didn't think, have any right. I think it went a little more like this. Oh yeah, of course they're all part of the same universe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Kevin, what's that face? <laughs> the, the other, the other thing to uh, be announced today was that the Venom movie will see uh, the main antagonist is going to be anybody, anybody. Without reading the article, did you see? Did you see? I, no? I, did, I did not know. Carnage is going to be the main antagonist. Oh, shit. No way. In the Venom film. No, um, that's crazy. So I have very mixed feelings about this. Um, I actually like it on the surface because one of the things that I've always enjoyed about Venom and about Eddie Brock is that he's a complex character and he he's not just a simple bad guy. He really, you know, he really had this sort of weird sense of protection protecting the innocents and he saw that spider-man was a threat to those people and 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 so he was a he was a villain right but he was he was kind of anti yeah he was kind of anti like he had his moments he had his moments however carnage was the complete opposite carnage of course cletus cassidy a lunatic serial killer murderer you know gets the symbiote or gets a piece of the symbiote from eddie brock and becomes carnage um and so he's the he's a great villain mm. for Venom. The problem is you're going to introduce your first symbiote character and your second symbiote character at the same time. Yeah. And we still don't know where the first symbiote came from. Or why it identifies as a spider. 
Right. We have we have none of that knowledge. Right. So unless there <clears throat> unless the backstory. So I was talking to a friend of the show, Mike of his prime uh, about this this afternoon because he saw the article and was like, what the fuck? And I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't understand. And he said, well, unless they tie the Venom symbiote somehow back to like the events of New York. You know, maybe it came it came on one of the ships. They have to figure out a way to tie it in because where unless they're yeah. doing yeah, they unless they're well. doing you know how they can tie it in. He gets the symbiote in the Infinity War. Yeah, except that I think Venom comes out before it, doesn't it? Does it? I don't know. I mean, it could be, it could mm. be. But then, but then, so then it came out also that Tom Holland may make an appearance in the Venom film. But is Holland going to have the suit first? Is Holland going to... See, what we said, if you remember, we had this conversation. And I said, what would be a great stinger at the end of one of the Infinity Wars movies is Holland getting the symbiote. He doesn't need to have it for very long. He needs to have it just long enough... To give it to Eddie Brock. To know that he wants to get rid of it. Right. So he has to have it just... He has the to bell have it, tower yeah, scene. He has to have it for 30 minutes in the front of the Venom movie. And that that could that could be, if it's done right, just enough to give us I think, Venom. Because otherwise, you're right. Why does he identify as a spider? I think they give it to him... If they give it to him at some point during the Infinity War, and he and it changes his character right. like it did in the books... During the end of the Infinity War and the first the 30 minutes, I think that's a lot, but let, let's call it the first 30 minutes of the Venom movie is the bell tower scene of him right. getting rid of the symbiote. That's fine. Solved. That works. So I, I just don't think they're going to. So do this that. is this is this is pretty big news. Um, again, I'm a little torn on it, but we'll see. So I, from an explanation standpoint as to where this, the symbiote comes from, uh-huh. be it Carnage or Venoms. Uh-huh. Uh, there's another Sony property that I, I watched just two nights ago because uh, uh, the wife was uh, she had a late work thing, so I had time to kill to watch a movie that she has no interest in. And th- there, there was a there's a fan theory oh, bouncing around. Is that Ryan Reynolds? Yeah, film? I watched Life. Yes. with Ryan Reynolds uh, the other night. It's actually it's a really good movie. It's uh, it's an alien uh, in a suspense thriller in space. Yeah. It certainly it borrows heavily from uh, from everything. that whole notion from everything. But it's it's still really good. It has a lot of really good tension and a lot of really good ideas to it. But um, I'm partially willing to believe that that's where the symbiote comes from. <laughs> is that movie? Like I, I'm I'm almost I'm kind of ready to accept that as a as an unofficial prequel, <laughs> as an unofficial or, or an unofficial mm, yeah. uh, pre story to uh, to any sort of symbiote right. uh, activity in future Sony movies. I mean, we'll we'll see. I mean, I, I'm certainly head happy- canon, as yeah. it were. I'm certainly happy that he's back in the MCU. I think it would have been way too confusing to not have him there. I think it would have been way too weird to have yet another Spider-Man. Um, so we'll just we'll just have to see where it goes. And and back to what we said a couple weeks ago, I'm totally fine with Tom Hardy playing Venom. Like I'm totally fine with that oh, casting yeah. choice. He's, he's a tremendous. So, and I'm I'm super fine with him being in the MCU. Exactly. Now. Like. Tom Hardy deserves to be in the MCU. I agree. That's wonderful. He's so, a wonderful performer. All right. Let's take uh let's do one of those voicemails. Uh, any preference? Up, yeah, let's do uh was there one about the Dark Tower, I thought? There was. Well, I'll hit that one now. Hi guys, it's Tom at on a box on Twitter. Um I've been looking at these um Gunslinger slash Dark Tower um previews or trailers and I just finished um listening to all the books and I had a question. What is your take on where they're going with this? Is this going to be a synopsis of the original books that Stephen King put out years ago, or is this a continuation? And 
I'm assuming that at least Ken would understand this, being that he's a big fan of it. But the ending of the Dark Tower series could open up for what this movie is, or it could be a synopsis of what the whole series was, and they're just cramming it into two hours. Um, I'd love to know what you think about it. Bye. Well, yeah. So uh, I'm going to do this without uh, going into the spoiler territory. I know the books are a million years old at this point, but we, there, I know there are also a lot of people that are, that are currently reading the books. Uh, and if I get too in-depth, I'm going to ruin uh, things about the books. So I, I'm the, I'm, the best way to approach this, I'm going to say the, the movie, all signs, points, and, and some things that have been said quietly behind, or not so quietly, but some things that have been said in the process of making the movie is uh, this is a continuation. Uh, there's uh, something that was put out by Stephen King when they first started principal photography that uh, basically alluded to being one more time around. Uh, and that will mean something to, uh, to you, Tom, uh, in, uh, in all of this. So yeah, I, I'm super jazzed about where this is going and it sounds to me and seems to me like, like this is going to, uh, uh con- continue on what we are familiar with in the books. So, so now we're free of the burden of having to adapt Faithfully, the book, we're now on our own story and our own continuation from there. Uh, it takes away, and I got called out for this, by the way. Like, why Uh-oh. aren't you pissed about Idris Elba being cast as Roland, who is clearly described as being a white dude and looking like Clint Eastwood and so on and so forth? Uh, and two things with that. Number one, Stephen King gave his fucking blessing. Exactly. Stephen King was alive to give his blessing. Ian Fleming uh, is not and it's established. His vision is his vision. Uh, and, and secondly, the, the approach to how we're going into this, the door is open for, for the possibility of a change in appearance for Roland, I believe. So I have no qualms whatsoever about Idris Elba being, being Roland. Wait, I'm sorry. I, I missed something. Does he change appearance in the books? No. Oh, okay. But, but there are possibilities. There, the, there's a wealth Things. of po- wealth of possibilities as to as to how Rowling can come out uh, uh, in, in this in this new uh, uh, approach to the story, but it's a, yeah, without getting any further, without possibly ruining things, things this is uh, definitely a, uh, sounds to me like a continuation uh, of what you've read. So uh, yeah, I can't wait, man. I, it's I, I know a lot of people pissing a moment about this movie, but I can't wait to see where they go with it. I still think it looks amazing. Yeah, I, and so I'm going to be going into these movies like you went into American Gods. Me too. Oh, I have me zero too. knowledge there other than what you've told me and what yeah. I've been able to glean from other the Stephen King properties are are an undertaking, but they're they're a wonderful read. And they they it's a little tough when he hits Wolves of the Kala, which is the fifth yes fifth book he and we know stephen king and his his love of getting wordy and and i i always i defend that because what i love it's it, it's the level of detail that he gives to this universe he really has a, a passion and a picture of what this universe is so i'm i'm content to let him yammer about it and uh and give us a whole lot of words about it but that shit can be a slog too for uh for well, folks you know it's it's, guess, a, it's a daunting we'll series see. to read a very daunting series to read, but it, I mean, it's worth it if you ever get the chance I, to s- sit down with it or audiobook it. I was going to say, I, I've said it on this show Definitely a thousand it. times over. I can, it's physically impossible for me to read Stephen King. 
every time I try to read, I, I think the only one that I've I've ever been able to fully read was the Green Mile, and I think that's because of how it was released. Because oh, every the serial time, version, yeah, yeah. Because every time I've ever tried to read Stephen King, I get about ten pages in, and then I just start punching myself in the head <laughs> until I put the book down. <laughs> You, stop. you stop. I don't care how Make bloody his fingertips are you may, from pulling uh, up a screw in a prison cell. I just, I just beat myself senseless. <laughs> you may fare better with the gunslinger stuff because it's it's outside of his writing style. A okay, bit. like it's a different kind of Stephen King without being a Richard Bachman book, which is radically different writing. Right. Uh, I think you'd appreciate Richard Bachman books too because they are they're they're it's it. It's legit a different person writing those books. Sure. Okay. Running, running um, Man. The Running Man. Oh, okay, yeah. The Long Walk. Uh, great, great stuff. Really, really good. Uh, yeah, the, um, and The Dark Half was kind of his send-off of that that character. Uh, uh, the Regulators was also a, a, a later book. Bachman book when Mount he revived them. Um, no, sir. That would be The Young Guns. But, yeah, <sighs> you the Gunslinger and the Dark Tower series overall. I was talking and, about Above the Rim. And Eyes of the Dragon are, are distinct enough departures from Stephen King being Stephen King. Okay. That you, you might take to uh, one or both of those. Okay. And with that, OG, we will bring this episode of Big Kev's Geek Stuff It feels like we should. I'm Holy sweating. shit, yeah. Damn. Wow. All right. Well, no, maybe we should just take a break and knock a few more of these things yeah, out. Let's, let's, hey, we were sure. off last week. You know what happens, people. Right. We run a little long the week after we're off for a week. And with that, PK, we will bring <laughs> this episode to its first break and only break, and we'll be right back. <laughs> Build your own R2-D2, the ultimate interactive droid. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. Call toll-free now on 877-544-6779 or go to buildr2d2.com and we'll send you your first monthly pack, including four magazines and model parts, all for just $9.99. Your R2-D2 model comes complete with voice recognition, sensors, remote control app and camera, plus magazines packed with fascinating behind-the-scenes facts. Explore the amazing world of building the galaxy, droid directory, understanding robotics, as well as your easy step-by-step -step assembly guide. Start building your favorite droid today. This offer is not available in stores, so go online to buildr2d2.com or call toll-free now and get your first monthly pack for just $9.99 today. Model Space. My left foot always been better than the right one. My left foot always gets me where I need to go. I'll start out easy. So, yeah. <laughs> that seemed an apt choice. Uh, do either of you still watch this show? No. I am a season behind. So, it was the weirdest, like, one day, I was sitting in my living room. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Before we get into it too yeah. far. Oh, yeah, yeah. We yeah, got to right. talk about all right, all Build right. R2-D2, oh, sir. Yes. Yes, Build R2-D2.com. Absolutely incredible. One half scale uh, R2-D2 with so many incredible features. I seem to blow the minds of my compatriots in the room every time I read one. And today's topic will be microphone and speaker. What? R2-D2 is able to react to his human owner's voice commands. R2-D2 is programmed to respond to trigger words such as good morning or wake up. 
and he understands a number of simple voice commands that control his key functions. The droid will respond to his owner's requests with a realistic range of reactions. We're, nice. We're building Skynet. They're making us build Skynet. That's what's happening. That's it. Once all of the half-scale R2-D2s... They're taking over, They take over, and they plug into everything in your house. (laughs) Do you want to play a game? (laughs) Shall we play a game? Like, uh, every every feature you list off of this thing, every Uh time we're together... Yep. uh, ...is is more stunning than the last one, and for for what this this overall costs. Yeah. Amazing. So... My love for R2 knows no bounds. Yeah. So why aren't you on this yet? <laughs> because because the love for my wallet is slightly well, more love. Well, speaking of your wallet, sir, uh, you know, a fine droid with this many features and this size will cost you, could cost you thousands and thousands, but no. The price is certainly well worth it and, and really easily accessible to someone who wants yeah. to be part of it. And in addition, you're doing the building. That's right. So you're you get a Lord's bit, work. You get a little bit. <laughs> you get a little bit every. The Dark, the dark Lord. The Dark Lord. You get a little bit every month, you know, pieces, you get instructions, you get all kinds of manuals and things, you put them together, he's great. Go over to uh, buildr2d2.com for more information. I believe they have a phone number. It is uh, 877-544-6779. Yes, so go over there and check them out. So, and yeah, the, so what were you saying about Family Guy? That's not the reason we played it, but... No, no, I know, yeah. no. Um, no, it was weird. One day I was sitting on the couch... And I was like, did Family Guy come back this season? It was like two years ago, maybe. Mm. And I was like, oh. Yeah, I'm, I'm way, I guess, I guess, way behind on I that I guess one. I missed it. <laughs> it's like two or three. And I just I just never picked it back up. I watched, and I really liked it up until the point that I was watching it. But for whatever reason, I just didn't go back. Yeah, it, just, it sort of fell off the radar for us, too. I wa- However, I watched an episode recently, like yeah. a fairly new one in, I guess, the mm. most recent season that right. I just aired. Or I don't know if it's coming back or has come back recently. I have no idea. Fairly recent season, I, there was an episode on. I decided to put it on and see what it was all about. I didn't laugh once. Uh, not once. Really? Uh, yeah. Huh. Not once. You, you know what I've been and watching? maybe it could have been the episode. I don't know. Or may, maybe I'm just – maybe I'm out of the headspace that is amused by Family Guy anymore, which is mm. surprising for me. Uh, but I don't know. I just I, I just I didn't, didn't I, sell. I'll recommend I, The Keepers over on well, Netflix. Too. That is hilarious. I, I, I'd like to recommend something as well. Fucking disturbing. Um, I realize that my um, that I've changed a bit in what I find humorous and amazing because I've started watching on Netflix uh, The Joy of Painting. Oh, oh well, with Bob Ross. With Bob Ross. Did you see the pop? I. I that's what made me watch it. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's 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 Netflix. It's ambient Netflix. I, I was I was watching it last night. We were sitting we were sitting in bed, air conditioning on, crank. It was nice. We were watching it, relaxing right before bed. And he's he's doing a tree. He's making and that's a happy little tree. And he's he's got he's got the brush out. Right. He just dipped into the yellow ochre. Yeah. The little, little the sap green, little phthalo blue, little phthalo blue, little agent orange. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, just no, flashbacks very war. And, uh, uh, first of all, uh, <laughs> did you know he's missing the tip of one of his fingers? Yep. I didn't know that. Um, so anyway, he names he starts naming the trees. Oh Lord! In the painting, he <laughs> names one of them Clyde, and for like I do, yeah, and I just it, it amazed me. Left turn, Clyde. I just was, I was in, I was 
in awe we, we go of through, Bob Ross. There are phases. <laughs> when, when you when you cave in and put Bob Ross on, first of all, Netflix will just keep on playing him Forever. until you hit that, you know, are yeah. you still watching thing. Or you pass out. <clears throat> but um, we go, we have... Ten minutes in. There's, it's, like the, it's like the phases of, of acceptance and, like, you know, denial and grief and all that. <laughs> and the phases are like, we, we okay, Bob Ross. And the, the first phase is, oh, Bob Ross, awesome. We're, you know, we're, it's relaxed yeah. time. And then he starts, and he's just smearing fucking paint all over the place. And you're like, what the fuck is he doing? There's no way any of this is going to make any sense. It's just, he's just smearing colors all over nothing. This is, yeah. nothing's going to happen out of that. And then he starts smearing more bullshit on it and smearing more bullshit on it. And, and then it's just, it makes this weird transition where it's just suddenly a woodland scene. And, and yeah. suddenly it snaps, right? Like it looks like, like, oh. It's like a magic eye. Yeah. yeah. So the next phase is this incredulity, incredulity like, Fuck you! Yeah, you're, you're supposedly teaching how to do this and everything, and you're, it's just poof, instant like, scene. I, I was convinced that he was painting chicken McNuggets on the canvas the other day, <laughs> and it turned out it turned about three stre- three shrubs in a stream underneath, and I didn't know what had happened. Uh, I like blinked, you, and there there was a fan brush with some red on the edge. Oh, it was amazing. You, it was amazing. You just made me stop at Mickey D's for some goddamn <laughs> nuggets on the way home. But they're, yeah, the, you have good. the incredulity phase, and then finally it's. Uh, you're just asleep. Yeah, that's it. It's, it's a three phase. <laughs> Those are the phases. It's a three phase watching process. <laughs> you want you want to have a party? Throw a melatonin in there. Oh, or, oh, god! Or, and or a, fight it. Or a clonazepam. <laughs> you want to have a really good time. The show is melatonin. You don't need more. I can't wait for that uh, pop. I know. I want that pop so bad. Thank God it's not San Diego. I know. We're not even going to get into. We're not going to talk about it. We're going to save that for next week. Shit. One thing though, I already know. I already know the first booth I'm going to Wednesday night of San Diego. What? Are you familiar with the artist? He's on Instagram and Twitter. Lord Mesa is his art. The, the season finale of Arrow this year, the cake that they had, the Lord Mesa bakery. And it was that yeah. cute little cartoon of Ollie as Arrow and stuff like that. So this guy has become pretty iconic at, at drawing all of the characters from the CW universe. Right. He did a bunch of really great pieces of like uh, of Green Arrow and Star. Okay. Not Stars. But anyway. I feel like you've retweet. Uh, I have. Re-blo- I, I've or, shared his stuff before. Whatever the fuck the re- um, he's putting version out, of Instagram is. He's putting out a figure. Regram. Yeah. He's putting out a, a limited figure. Regram. 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 Regran. Regran. Yeah. Uh, He's putting out a a limited edition figure um, of Ollie. There's only 300 pieces of it. Oh, Christ. And it's only available at San Diego, and it's only a one-run thing. I don't see how that's going to get um, my exclusives gotten, sir. It's not. If you're going to spend all your time getting... I'm going directly to that booth. I I messaged him the other day. I'm like, I'm going to be first in line. I'm just letting you know. (laughs) Like, just, (laughs) just expect me. Here's my face. <laughs> I've purchased for me. stuff in the past. I'm there. I'm there. But uh, yes, yeah, let's, let's, let's let's talk let's about save it. San Diego. Unbelievable. Because there's so Funko alone is going to kill me. It's like 25 mm. popped exclusive. The portal gun. The portal gun is that's, not an exclusive. Oh, that's not an exclusive. No. Oh, okay. Thank God. That okay. is not an exclusive. Anyway, no. let's let's not save it. We have save time. Okay. All right. Uh, the Russo brothers are teaming up to direct. Uh, uh, they're teaming up with Henry Selick to direct. The uh, a little nightmare series. This is based on a video game, and I've been sort of following the game for a while now because it really just looks incredibly intriguing. Um, so, little little nightmares presents a grim Shadowfield adventure through an interactive storyline with uh, outstanding sound design and a unique art style that is sure to deliver eerie chills and goosebumps, players will discover that little nightmares blurs <clears throat> the lines between dreams and nightmares as they. Exp- explore the maw in an effort to escape its nightmarish confines. 
I huh. think that if you looked up at the the art style of this, you probably would at least find it interesting. But you put the Russo brothers on anything, and you're you at, at minimum you you pick my interest. So I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty stoked for that. It's a little weird project, but I think it'll be fun. Oh wait, I remember I remember this now that I see uh, the main character six with the the yellow raincoat yeah and, and, and i think I, it, I do i vaguely remember that it got yeah. released earlier this year i think on multiple platforms okay so um i think it's on the ps4 coke logic is it on the ps4 um i think i texted him and asked him already so I, I will check that out for sure who's coke logic uh speaking of coke logic by the way um up on the feed but not on the website so you have to subscribe to the show is an hour-long Super Game Stuff Part 1, which wow. covered exclusively all of E3. And coming later this week is going to be another fairly long episode, Part 2 of E3, because E3 had a lot that happened yeah. this week. So Coke Logic is covering it um, in long format, so definitely uh, give a listen. I see. It's, it's up on the feed. Um, Damon Lindelof is reportedly developing a Watchmen series for HBO. He's the he's the current person. Current person. Right. Because he's not the, the most recent. First person. No, this was initially teased recent. with uh, Snyder, actually. Snyder yeah. was actually Talking the first person. HBO. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Mm. How do we feel about this? I have my opinion. Totally fine I, with it. I am on I board. Am I am on board with a Watchmen TV series. For, I am as well. Uh, uh, that, uh, an HBO or a stars Watchmen TV series. I'm on board with that. Uh, I am curious as to as to where they go with it now. That you know, since Snyder's Watchmen film, we've now ha- we've now gotten before Watchmen, right? And we've now gotten the button, right? So what I'm intensely curious about. Well, they won't is, go to the is, button. I, I'm uh, I'm curious as to whether or not they'll they'll have the balls. To go to dip into that in some capacity and patch this into the DC EU in some capacity. No way. Um, I, with with Doctor Manhattan's uh, uh, involvement with creating I, a universe, I suspect you will see. I suspect at least a nod to it. It would be interesting yeah, if there was at least a tip of the hat to that in some place. Because because now we're looking at TV series and and ultimate like a TV series. If Watchmen was adapted as a TV series. One issue, an episode, twelve right. episodes, and done, and and knock it out in, in a twelve-hour hour uh, mega uh, TV event, event kind they of would deal. Never do it that and way. call it a day. So Watchmen typically, do, or uh, HBO typically does what ten episodes a season, yeah. sometimes thirteen, Depends. depending. Yeah. Um, so I'm not sure where well, they're going to go. But now that it's a TV series, like I'm curious if, at the very least, do they do they tell the the, the whole original Watchmen story faithfully, or do they now dip into everything? I think and, and tell it. In their own style, but take elements from the original Alan Moore Watchmen, take the before Watchmen stuff, and just and just have an and ongoing series. I think and they, Black Freighter. I think they definitely dip into too. before Watchmen because I I I have a hard time imagining they would be comfortable with just one season. You would I would think at least two, maybe three. Yeah. So in I, order to stretch that out, before Watchmen is ripe. But what I what I wonder is if they'll do it as they'll do like before Watchmen as like a season one thing, or if they'll use it as source material to splice in and out of Oliver. It's just, just like, just Green like Arrow. Arrow. Yeah. They'll use just it as like flashback. Arrow. They'll yep. use it as source material right. yeah. to flush those characters out yep. over the course of a couple seasons mm-hmm. leading to the they, climax. I could see that. They, the only place they could run into a problem there is with any of the Dr. Manhattan stuff. Um, if they're trying to hold anything for some sort of spoiler territory, right. for people that have not read any of the books, be it before Watchmen or the original book, 
yeah, you know, the, the, some of that stuff that happens in his particular before Watchmen book can mess with with can really yeah. mess with people's heads and and, well, and make it a little. I, I imagine that they would avoid doing spoilers. Well, you so. know what they save they save those particular reveals until much later on. Yeah, in the like those yeah. are whatever those reveals are are the reveals that right. leads. Manhattan to doing what he finally does towards the end of traditional Watchmen and that's yeah. how you do it yeah. so that you stretch it a bit because we know they can we know that series do have a way of stretching out that material yeah. and keeping things you know certainly well, well speaking of here's where I'm not aboard uh, and speaking of stretching material yeah. out Lindelof uh, I can't say me. I can't say not aboard because I, I will watch I'm, Sh- Watchmen is one of my favorite books of all time of it's, in, it's in my top five comics uh, of all time right and uh, certainly in my top uh, books of all time period uh, so I will absolutely watch it but that motherfucker makes me sweat like it's nobody's business. I'm the same I way. Hated what happened to Lost, um, and I and I have, I think Lost is dictated by your experience because I think you were in the same boat as I I was. We watched We're, the finale together. We watched the finale <laughs> together, but that also came from watching this the show. I think did we watch the premiere together too? We might. Yeah, we did. I think we got together. We were getting for the together premiere. every week. I we think were, for that first season. We were excited for the start of Lost yeah. and 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 watched that show from the beginning. We hung and I almost punched out on it in that third filler season. Oh. I om- and I I regret not punching out of it because and I stuck by it for all of those years. It was what six years, seven years, six total that it ran. Uh, and I hated yeah. where it went. But I have very good friends who love Lost from start to finish. You know why? Because their time investment was. They got the Blu-rays and shit right. uh, leading up to the finale, and they, they watched everything in the span of a few weeks as opposed to right. spending six, six years, years on, yeah. on having it go where it went. I've, I've, I've recently heard um, regards to Leftovers. We were talking about this a little bit off mic right. um, before we came back from the only break we do on this yes. show. Um, that Leftovers was critically acclaimed and well-received. Yeah, highly acclaimed. However... The handful of people that I know that did not like The Leftovers didn't like the ending of The Leftovers for the same reasons they didn't like the ending of Lost. Right. I hated the ending of Lost, which leads me to believe that I would... Now, now remember, also, I think I said on the show, I refused to watch Leftovers because the book made me so angry. Right. Oh, the book is infuriating. I hated the book. I loved the book until the book ended, so I have a problem with endings. I've... Issues, I guess. But um so Lindelof scares me a little bit. Yeah. I'm not I'm not saying no fucker, I'm not saying any of that. I, you know he, he makes me worry as well. well but like I, Tomorrowland also. Prometheus, even if you like Prometheus, you Prometheus suffered some. Pr- Prome- the, I did not see Tomorrowland. Prometheus, but I've never heard problems, a good thing about it. The so. problems I have with Prometheus stem from uh Lindelhoffish problems. Yeah. Uh in, in general. Yeah. So, so you saw Tomorrowland and liked it? I saw Tomorrowland and I didn't hate it. Okay. Um, I thought visually it was really spectacular. It's not the travesty people made it out. Yeah, to be, it man. really isn't. I think it. I think it suffered from just kind of bad pre. Now let, let's. And flip. I'm pissed that people made it out to a travesty well, because I wanna, Tomorrowland's the oh, one that I, oh, fucking I killed quick, Tron Three. I want to comment on this whole ending. Hold on, thing. I just want to flip the table very quick because we're still talking about things that he, other things that he's worked on. Because we're going to flip the table. Tell us how he felt about Star Trek Into the Darkness. Absolute shit. But he liked it. So there you go. There's I, the flip. I, I, I dig all. all I know. Three I know. Star no, Trek I know you movies. do. Yeah. But absolute crap. So anyway, the Ab- ending stuff. Come on, absolute. No absolutes. <laughs> absolute shit. That from start to finish, there wasn't a single absolute one fucking enjoyable thing in that whole movie. Crap. Bullshit. How do you even bullshit? S- oh, we're not gonna have this argument. <laughs> we're not gonna have this argument. The pasty white English guy is playing Kanunian Singh, a North e- Indian Sikh. 
Sorry, we're just not going to have this conversation. I, they went to the well. The Indian Sea they went the to the well right away for the big villain. They they cast the guy who's completely inappropriate, for, completely inappropriate for the role. And why? Because he was an up and coming name, and they got him for cheap. The end. I don't like it when mommy and daddy. Fight. It was terrible. It was a disgrace. I, I don't. I don't subscribe to that anymore. That's, okay. You, you're, there is something good to be found in that movie, even for somebody. Yeah, that, it had that end is credits. Upset. <laughs> no. So bullshit. 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 All right. Anyway. The ending thing. So here's the, the, the school that I come from listening to both of you guys and, and your concern with how the how Lost ended and your, and your concern with how the, the, uh, the, the, <coughs> leftovers, one, the yeah. leftovers ended. And uh, my, my, my position on this is we know how this book ends. So there's not a lot of give and play. However... It really comes down, in my opinion, if he does develop this and they do go the natural course of it to the end of the book, my question is, does he go for the giant squid? Mm-hmm. Better. Or does he go for the much better and much more satisfying and much more contemporary Zack Snyder ending? Oh, I, I mean, that's, I, I like that's Snyder's squid. ending. So it's Yeah, know, I think that's Snyder's ending. Uh, but the yeah. third option, of course, is based on what you're saying. Yeah, right. There is who no knows? right. It could, it, and they could go <laughs> who knows? into entirely God knows anywhere. Yeah, country. it could be yeah. just a fleet of cats. The final, no. the final, <laughs> the final villain, Hurley. <laughs> final, Hurley and uh, and Con Union Singe. There you go. Do you know what Hurley's final villain was? What? Diabetes. Polo Loco. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> see, now I want to see like an internet battle of of Wilford Brimley versus Hurley. <laughs> I just I want to see that someone make that happen. Coke Logic, make that happen. <laughs> where the where does Will, Will Diabetes? Diabetes. <laughs> Diabetes. <laughs> Let, let's have fun with it. Let's 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 make your contribution to this uh, a thing too. Uh, Wilford Brimley Cat versus Hurley Cat. There you go. <laughs> see, now we've covered all of the bases, and we can move on. With with the news, we have one or two more things. I think, think we have one more voicemail. God, we one, do we? Wait, do we have one more voicemail? Holy we God. do. Have, we we do have, have one more voicemail. Vo- oh, I, and I want to do that voicemail it's too. An epic saga. Why don't we do the voicemail now? I just want to do the, the Godzilla thing real quick, and then we can do the voicemail. Uh, the Godzilla sequel is going into production soon, and they have confirmed the addition of Rodan, Mothra, and Ghidorah for the film. So uh, Godzilla, uh, King of the Monsters, coming to us in the form of a sequel. It seems like a lot. For one film, no? They Why? Are, they are putting... Yeah, that's, a, Why? that's a whole lot of monster in All one movie. All three of them at once? Why not? And Godzilla? Who cares? I don't you know. know. I, one of them could be in it for five minutes. Who cares? And, and don't enough. forget the, the guaranteed Kong cameo that'll have to pop in there. Well, that's the post-credit. The Ghidorah would be the villain there. Rodan and Mothra are not technically bad guys. No, but they, they've fought... Yeah, but little. But, it's but always it's, like yeah. that, and then somebody else shows up, and they team up. They and team up, fight, yeah. right? Yeah, well, but, maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's Godzilla's. No, Kong will be the end of this one. Yeah, that's what I it'll think. be the. I think Kong will be the credit stinger. Could be. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's do that voicemail because then it's going to lead into some comic book related things. Oh, okay. Boy. Oh boy. Well, I'm hoping this is big Kansas geek stuff. Otherwise, someone is going to have a message that is not going to be any sense to them. Um, if it is you guys, there's nothing that says it's you in the voice message. Um, just a quick point on oh, the Punisher cap thing without, um, upsetting, uh, PK too much. A friend of mine described it to me best, is that, uh, Steve Rogers and Frank Castle are the same person, except that Steve went to World War II and Frank went to Nam. Um, uh, obviously their experiences were 
you know, shaped by their experience of war and World War II and Vietnam being very different conflicts. But I thought that was very uh, good way of describing the two of them with their base emotions and feelings of, uh, you know, patriotism and uh, honor and, and whatnot. So one went to World War II and one went to Vietnam. Uh, I strongly disagree with what this gentleman said, and I'm not even PK. Yeah, and I, and, and 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 because so if we want to believe Marvel's horseshit, and I'm going to let you comment in a second, but if we want to believe Marvel's horseshit, this isn't the real Steve Rogers. He's manipulated by the Cosmic Cube. Blah blah. blah he'll come back. Blah blah. blah. But blah, blah, blah. but but Frank Castle is not being manipulated by the Cosmic Cube in this story. So he's just decided to pair himself. With a warlord, essentially, right. that's that's the problem that I have. But but this is the, Frank Castle's your baby, so I haven't I haven't read this stuff, and and I, I don't plan to. I right? Mean, maybe when it finds its way to Marvel Unlimited, I'll I'll, I'll give them a peek when they're when they're quote unquote free through that. But I, I I'm I'm just struggling with with the notion that they're the same person. The analogy. Uh, I I think they're 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 two radically different ideologues. Now, certainly at their core. Uh, honor and uh, and and uh, the, uh, the, the, do I dare I say the greater good or uh, uh, honor family um, things like that and but, just and just uh, putting putting an end to what is perceived as evil. I, I guess th- those but, those those cores exist, but but they're t- they are two radically right. radically different humans and how they approach things and yeah, i and, think that i think the I mean, point of the analogy was that they're both soldiers and because you know world war ii kind of cleans up a little bit better you know because we won uh that yeah. you know captain america is kind of the shiny bright boy and since we lost vietnam and uh you know uh, you know and a lot of guys came backed up screwed up from vietnam although plenty came back screwed up from world war ii i just guess it's not as talked about yeah the world war ii ones as the vietnam guys so here you have a vietnam guy who comes? I mean, at least this is what I think the analogy is trying to say: is that the Vietnam guy, because we lost that war, and because you know people are screwed up over there, so well, you have the punishers. But he's he's got a values. deeper history beyond that, though, with the murder no, I, of his I know, family. I know, but I'm just saying. But all of those, I things, think that's the analogy. They're, they're both soldiers. I, the best I can give it is that they're they are both <laughs> soldiers in the in in United States Armed Forces, uh, and have come to their uh, come to their uh, heroic characters through. Uh, sure, through, through their service. Sure, yeah. <clears throat> but everything that you just said, Big Kev, is is on point, and it was well worded and well said. Kudos to you. Thank you, sir. But I think that everything that you just said completely goes against what that guy's friend said, because all of those things that you just said is what makes them different characters. It's not what makes them similar. But I think I there, think there is nothing in either of their makeup, either of them, uh, that that. <clears throat> remotely turns them towards any direction whatsoever that involves villainy. None. Well, but that's... Punisher Punisher skates a really fine line. But but be, as as a villain, as a straight up villain uh, working against uh the the greater public good being a part of an organization like Hydra being a Nazi. I agree he would that, never be part of Hydra. There is nothing in his makeup that would make him go full villain. I I agree with that. That and, it, and it is odd. He is he is he blows the Marvel universe away, be, literally in yeah. a lot of ways. Um, but he he confuses and confounds so many characters that are so deeply heroic uh, because of his uh, his particular approach. Uh, I mean, but but there's still 
uh, a respect from those heroes for him. Right. Daredevil's strange relationship sure. with him is, is one of respect, but th- th- at the same side of it, Frank, you know, s- looks as his, at his methods, Daredevil's methods, as p- possibly weak or, or sure. showy. And, ver- and you know, They don't go far uh, enough. You know, and, he, and he the busts TV balls show, about, about ballet at one point, no, I think, or something like that. And he speech, and he had the speech, and the t- so we're just taking the most recent incarnation yeah. of that mm-hmm. relationship. Frank gives him that whole speech in the TV show. You know, like you're one, you're one something away from being me. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, like so. Yeah, I get that. But you're I think one kill, one kill I, away from I, being I me. I think I think that the 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 analogy is blown far past what the roots of the analogy are. Right. The roots a- of the end analogy of the day, are there's is, nothing that that would make any of these guys villainous. No, no, I don't think so. All. No, I don't think so. And I don't think it really has to do with current Cap, Secret Wars Cap, or current version Punisher. I just think if we're just taking the two characters as we know them, Cap and Punisher, I think all the guy's trying to say is, look, here's two soldiers. They both fought in wars. This war, we won this war, and everybody came back and things were good, so he's shiny and nice. We lost this war, and everybody, not everybody, but a lot of people came back screwed up, and so he's a screwed up Vietnam vet, a la Rambo. You know, like, it's, I think that's the base of the analogy. I think if you go any further than that, trying to compare the two characters, it, it, it unravels. You yeah. loses it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, I said I was going to tie this back to the comics uh, very quickly. Um, I can no longer, I can no longer take uh, the bullet for the team. Um, <laughs> the new Captain America, Steve Rogers, came out today, and uh, I did not pick it up. Did it? I believe so. It did. Yes, it did. It came out today, and I did not pick it up. I don't think, and I will not be uh, continuing Secret Empire either. I don't I'm, think I'm, that I'm tapping. I, out. I don't think that came out today. Did it? Steve I, Rogers. I, I I buy my stuff digitally, yeah. and I buy it on the new release day. All so right, it was, I'm just saying. I, I'm, I, I, I saw I saw the new issue. Okay, and I purposefully skipped it. Now I bought other Marvel books today, but but I am done with Secret Empire. I was trying really hard. You to were stick really, with really really fighting. I was your way through that, and, but I, I and I'm re- surprised you hung on as long well, as you did. You know what? And I, I kind of say this and I got some, you know, flack for it last week on social media, but I really was trying to read it because I really wanted to be able to talk about it. Even right. though I was raging on it, I really wanted to be able to talk about it accurately here right. in this audience. Right. And I felt like if I didn't read it, I couldn't do that. But I, I just, I, I can't toss eight bucks a month or more than that. Yeah. A month. I'm, I'm, I, I just can't. I'm, I, I'm totally with it. When it's done, maybe I'll go back and finish the issues I didn't read. Because, like, the new, the new Spider-Man you, book you came out Marvel today. You do Marvel Unlimited, too, right? Don't you? I do, do the, yeah. Do the PK way. Do just wait, because yeah. it'll happen. Yeah, well, it, I do. I have Marvel Unlimited. So, eventually, a year from now, it'll become available. But um, the new Spider-Man book came out this week. Um, Peter Parker. Peter Parker. Yeah. Um, which is supposed to go back to sort of the roots of Peter Parker and, and Spider-Man <clears throat> storytelling. So, I was really excited for that. And I just couldn't sully my... My cart mm. with yeah, the, Steve Rogers. The only Marvel book I'm sticking with right now. I'm I'm doing both X Men Gold and Blue. I'm still and sticking I'm, with those. I'm really enjoying them, but I it's it's getting a little tough because I feel like every time I finish an issue, there's one right behind it yeah. in, in days. What just came out today? One of them just came out today. Gold, I think, just gold came out just today. came a hit. To, uh, and, I believe today it hit. And yeah. the third revised title is coming soon, which is what? Oh, uh, not X Force. That's out it's, already. Uh, I can't remember. They just had postcards come out today, oh. so it'll be happening mm. in the next month. I can't um, remember the title. But, too much. Yeah. Too but, much uh, in, 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 in too little time. Yeah. So, I, uh, But I, I, I did pick up Darth Vader 2 today, although I have not had a chance to read it. But oh. I read issue one since we last talked, and it was great. Darth Maul 5. I picked up Darth Maul 5. I'm enjoying Darth Maul 5. It's a weird 
story, I don't think it's for everybody. When I, when you know I think you reach, have to be a Darth Maul fan. When you know I'm finally else, caught up, I might actually go to buying this the Star Wars yeah. book and uh, and these Vader books because I'm I'm loving the this new Vader stuff book. On, you would really like because uh, it it takes place unlimited. immediately after the events of Episode Three. Uh, right, I heard you, I yeah. you guys talking about that last yeah. week. It, yeah, and it was they, good. And, it and they've, kind they've, of... they've changed the no, yeah, yeah, something they, a little they, more no. Vader, Vader-ish. They, they make it a little oh. bit more palatable, that's for sure. Palatinable. A little pal- yeah, pal- oh, uh, beat me to it. <laughs> All right. Do we have anything else? I think we can go, right? Oh, uh, wait, did we get to that voicemail? Did we do the voicemail? Yeah, we did. Oh, we did, we did that voicemail. Yeah, it's too hot. I'm sorry. We got to this place. I saw Wonder Woman. Oh, okay. Or, and uh, save I it for next week. Fucking loved it, and we can save it for another uh, time. Actually, yeah, because I actually might see it before next week. Oh, you oh, have a very it. good. No, I All still right. have not had a chance. Oh, get on that sitters and whatnot. Yes, they get in the yes, way. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I'll watch the boy if you want. Yeah, to know. yeah, we might, we might talk about that. But uh, we can talk about that Gal Gadot salary thing next week. It's too. Gal Gadot, sir. Oh, sorry. And I am sick of people who are calling me out and texting me in every other way, saying you said it wrong, so like an idiot. Gal Gadot. Sorry, Gal Gadot. My apologies to the interwebs. Gal Gado. <laughs> there you go. Um, you have a lot of Gal Gado. <laughs> All right. Uh, Gail Greedo. Don't forget. <laughs> she shot second. Whoa. Don't forget, you can check us out online each and every week over at bkgeekstuff.com. You can also find us at facebook.com backslash bkgeekstuff, youtube.com backslash bkgeekstuff. Um, don't forget. Subscribe to the show because that's where you're going to get Coke Logics, uh, two super game stuffs where he really goes in depth on E3. They're well worth a listen. Um, uh, he he does a good job putting those together. Um, on the social media, I am GeekStuffOG on Twitter, Instagram, um, uh, Snapchat, and the PlayStation Network. Uh, if you're playing Injustice, I've been playing a lot of Injustice too. Um, go ahead. Big I guy. am BK Geek Stuff. On uh, everything but uh, Xbox Network, where I am Big Kev GS. Y'all fucked up, by the way. Why would we do? I am K Robert Marlowe. Oh, knew it. I knew it. it. I Damn knew it. knew it. On the Twitter and, and the that, Instagrams. I you like two days later. I suck. You, you, okay. you. And, and also, it, and then you didn't play a uh, 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 wrap up. I played a wrap up. Tip of the hat. We've uh, we've been quiet on voicemails, but we got two pretty good voicemails uh, that we uh, got this week. So. Um, uh, if you have other questions and things to ask, you should give us a call on the GVM line at 201-730-2547. Two zero well, he threw us. He threw me. I was ready. I was ready to give the numbers. He threw me. Mm-hmm. Damn it. Mm-hmm. And with that, Big Kev. With that, OG, we will bring this episode, episode 457, uh, the one we called... What? So back to the drawing board. So back to the drawing board to a close. The way we end some episodes by saying, Good night, Flounder, wherever you are. And on that note, we cue the music.